0: Welcome back. This is Stereo Bros, the podcast, episode number four. I'm your boy, Kalito. And this is Mr. Prolific B. And once again, we're back with another episode. This is the Natives of America edition. We're not going to honor no holidays and nothing like that. But uh, shout out to everybody that's listened to our, our first few episodes, giving us feedback giving us praise, giving us fatigue. It's all appreciated. And uh, with that said, you know, we're going to skip the banter over Auntie Sarah's potato salad and <laughs> we're going to Auntie <laughs> Sarah. So, but yeah, like my guy, Mr. Proliver B, was about to allude to, some of us aren't home for the holidays. And prominently, as many have heard by now, Meek Mill went to court and the judge just judge brinkley gave him a two to four year term for what she felt like was blatant disrespect of her and violation of the terms of his either parole or probation i still haven't figured it out because his original charge was court maybe 10 years ago and he's had parole slash probation violations and the difference being is that parole means you're convicted and you get out early. Probation means in lieu or instead of jail, you get a certain amount of time where you have to behave yourself. But his situation seems like whatever was his initial term, he's done that time, but they keep extending what I think is his parole. But then again, he has a probation officer. So that's why I like it's hard to kind of categorize what his situation is. But in any event, he recently went back to prison not jail, because jail is temporary, prison, you're sentenced, and you have a certain amount of time to do, usually more than a year, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I saw a lot of people saying, F the judge, and this is so wrong, and we posted an article about it on studyabros.com, Meek Mill versus the system. Check it out if you haven't already. But a lot of the conversations I was having with lawyers, with laypersons, with uh, people who still wear capes out in they do-rags like myself <laughs> and just people overall <laughs> is that Meek's been wronged. And I went back and forth with him myself because I don't think anyone belongs in jail, period, right? But I also feel like he has a very long history with this judge and I feel like for people to be calling for her head, for her job, for her career. I feel like there's there's a few things that you got to unpack first, right? Like, first of all, this is a black woman judge, HBCU educated, part of a black Greek-led organization, all of those things that to those who care about those things, they recognize that those things are important, right? But also to have a black woman as a judge in a city like Philadelphia, and also, I'm assuming she's also (laughs) elected to that position. So you're
1: saying that, Automatically by
0: speaking on those things
1: or at least citing those things like being a part of a, a black Greek letter organization or Beagle um, and graduating from HBCU that she's rooted in issues or at least aware of issues that would affect the community that she comes from.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So it's that. But then there's also the fact that she's presumably elected to her position. So. All of those things led me to you know, just think about recently I voted in Brooklyn elections and actually voted for a judge that I grew up with and interned for way back when I was about 16 years old. She gave me my first internship and she's now about to be elected to the judiciary of New York. You know what I'm saying? But the key word there is elected, chosen by the people. People had to vote, and again, I'm assuming that the judge in Meek Mill's case, Judge Brinkley, was elected, right? So if you don't like how she's moving, you can elect someone else. But you shouldn't only complain when things don't go your way. You should look at the totality of her work on the bench and ask yourself if she the person that's trying to do the right thing for the community. Again, fan of Meek's music. I like Meek Mill's career. I'm happy to see what he's overcome I don't want to see him in jail for what maybe, you know, four years at the height of his career because of because of drum roll, the actions that he may or may not have taken. So it's like part of what was cited for the reasons that he got violated was that he had a fight in the airport, which, again, that's something that you can't necessarily avoid as a famous person. So I'm not going to pretend like I know what it's like to be famous and to have someone approach me in an airport because I don't. But the dirt bike riding in in the Heights in Washington Heights, if that's true, and again I've heard so many different versions. His parole officer, or his probation officer called, whoever was filming and said it was okay. But the NYPD was there, but they weren't there. I feel like whoever is around a guy like Meek, his team, his management, whoever has to understand and have situational awareness when it comes to that man's freedom. If the judge is not playing the games with them, and they've had repeated run-ins over the years where he's gone back for six months or he's been on house arrest, don't give her any ammunition because even if it's wrong, even if the initial charge and again, I'm hearing a lot of things, well, the initial charges, even if the initial conviction was bad, the arrest was bad, you got to deal with the reality of what it is right now. And what the reality is right now is that he's on papers. He owes the system time. Don't give them any reason to take away that man's freedom. Don't, Put yourself in a position to lose your freedom. And again, this is just me on the outside looking in based on the facts that I've read. And maybe they're not facts, but the the overall thing I'm trying to get out is that as a community, as a people, we got to hold ourselves more accountable and not be so knee-jerk reactionary. That's why initially I didn't write anything for the first few days because I knew that the first few days there would be a lot of crocodile tears on the net and stuff like that. I feel like the... Main thing I want to get out is that, one, research your judges when they are for election and vote for who you want. Two, before you're quick to jump on the Internet and ride the knee-jerk reaction bandwagon, do your Googles on whoever you're going in on to make sure that this is not somebody that's violating your hero artist, but somebody that's actually in tune with and cares about her community. And three, hold yourself and those you care about accountable accountable. Any situations. If you ever find yourself in the unfortunate situation of owing the state or the city time, then you got to move a little bit better when it comes to your freedom. If you want to keep your freedom, I don't like to compare situations. But
1: before I get to that point, I'll just ask: Do you feel like this situation is at all, shall we say, indicative of obviously broken system, and could serve as representative of possibly? a larger issue than just meek mill and his misfortune or his you know misdirection as far as like some of the choices that
0: he's made well no because if it was broken it wouldn't work it works the way it's supposed to like there's a prison industrial complex states like the commonwealth of pennsylvania states like new york states like virginia states like california have somewhat privatized influence over their prisons and what that amounts to is they build prisons and need bodies for the prisons. So, how do you do that? At the ground level, the trial court level, you sentence people from poor communities, black or white, in ways that they are now constructively slaves and they can't get out of the system. That basically have to buy their freedom back, right? Because Meeks' initial case, any good lawyer would know that had that happened, so a, a rich kid well one, it probably wouldn't have happened, right? But had it happened that way, he would have his freedom. So right. So there okay, so
1: alright, maybe I maybe the system's I, working maybe I did walk into a trap in that. So would that be in any way form maybe acknowledging that some of the players in this game are complicit with the way the system is running?
0: Oh, it's it's totally flawed. Like, listen, again, the first thing I'll say, and I said in article at 30 is that I want Meek free. I don't want him in jail for two to four years. But what I'm saying is that as constructed, the system is going to work and continually do things like this until we, as a community, step up, get more involved at the local grassroots level. And put a stop to this. It can't always be my favorite rapper is locked up or my man's name is locked up. So I'm going to post some pictures and bad mouth a judge. It should be more of a fundamental understanding of at the state level, there are politicians who are in bed with private prison corporations and need people for prisons. So that's why you will get these outcomes where people are over-sentenced or over-criminalized in order for these people to make money. Understood. I can't speak too much to
1: the Meek Mill situation. Although, uh, you know, uh prayers to his family and obviously to Meek and those that you know he puts in a position to provide for themselves and for their families. And I don't know too much about the situation that I'm about to speak on, but I guess as we're like putting a bow on this segment. I don't know how I pronounce your name, but Miss Cintoya Centoya Brown. Centoya Brown. Uh. Like I said, I don't like to compare situations because I saw like how on Instagram and Twitter, I don't really frequent Facebook like that. I leave that to my family members. It's no that, over no 60. that over 60. Uh, it's the fastest growing segment of the population that frequents <laughs> or adds an account if people are still adding accounts to Facebook. No, I was saying that to say that I don't know too much about our situation. All I know is that you know she was victim of trafficking um human trafficking and you know mustered up the the courage and the opportunity in order to give herself freedom before anybody else could even if that meant taking the life of someone who pretty much enslaved her Mm -hmm. and
0: uh is being sentenced right now i saw that there's I think she already got sent this a while back. Yeah, She's doing like an asshole full of time. Right. Like, been down 10 years already, something like that.
1: Right, right. I saw that there's like documentaries and other types of... Raising awareness now. Yeah, other types of awareness measures and efforts that have like taken place. And obviously, which would get the attention of celebrities, i.e. Rihanna, I saw. Kim Kardashian. I guess Kim Kardashian
0: as well. Kim Armitage.
1: Anyway, um... (laughs) I saw how people had compared, like, her situation and how unfair it is to the likes of, you know, the Stanford swimmer rapist who served six months? He got six months? I, was was, I don't even think he I served, only, like,
0: the full six months. probably did four and then two months of house arrest or something
1: like that. You know, things like that do automatically uh, make me think of, like we always say, uh, the system isn't broken. The system... I misspoke earlier. The system isn't broken, but it works well and has worked well for those who it was intended to work for. And it just always makes me, you know, feel a way when you know those of us get caught in it, you know, in its web, knowing that you know we don't just give up like our freedom, but we also give up the opportunities to take care of those that love us and and those who we love, including ourselves and the possibilities of any you know future. Outside of that situation.
0: And the other thing, too, is that if somebody's incarcerated, they're not incarcerated by themselves. They're incarcerated with their family. Like, I've had friends who are locked up in West Bubble, New York. And those five, six-hour car rides to see somebody for a few hours to play cards and eat sandwiches. Maybe, Maybe a few hours. I mean, well, the good thing in New York State is that depending on... Where the person is at, you do have a good amount. So most visits in like maximum security prisons in New York are like 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. So that's a good amount of time. I think the mediums are like 5 to 9, a car 12 to 3, something like that, right? But just the, the thought of eating out of a vending machine and acting as normal as you could for a few hours and then knowing that at some point you get to leave – and your loved one has to get counted by a corrections officer and they got to go back to their holding pen. is a very surreal, humbling experience. experience that I would never wish on anyone. So, again, free meek. But let's also think about ways that we can improve the system for the meeks, the Santoya Browns, and everyone else therein and between. But off of that note, I remember in about... 203 I heard an album and a certain man was on there talking about he's about to do a couple of years, but he's coming home soon. That man was Hell <laughs> 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 That album was Diplomatic Immunity. Uh, and That was a legendary freestyle. That was a legendary... That, was that C73? Yeah. Was that C73 freestyle? It was, it was the interlude, but then after that, there was the song, This Is What I Do. I played that song... On my Bootleg CD from Brooklyn Bazaar, wow. I played that song until my anti-shock, anti-skip CD player that really skipped a lot gave wow. out on me. Hell Row song, and it was my favorite song on the Dipset album. I was mad as hell when they broke up. I've been mad that Jim and Cam been having the issues. I've always been a Cam fan, always been a Jim fan, always been a Jim auxiliary Team fan. Shout out to Shooter. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sin City. Oh, God. Uh, so, to see Dipset back, I almost went and, and bought a flight jacket today, son. I mean, they I almost bought a flight a jacket. They did have a... Do we got any son? Wait, we
1: might have a clip. Hold on. So, before we even get into that, I got to... Uh, oh, man. Woo. Uh, Woo. All that, all that nostalgia. All that nostalgia. Pre-Bike Lane Brooklyn. Pre-Bike right Lane New York. I left nostalgia. Size 36 oh, jeans.
0: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <man. Ay. laughs> Shout-outs to, to Arsonist from Heatmakers. Yo, uh, listen. I've been seeing all them clips on IG with Arsonist and Jim in the studio. Bro, she, didn't, If you didn't watch... Arsonists making a beat
1: from, from scratch Smack, from Smack, Smack. times yeah woo those are some amazing times man those are some amazing times um back when life was simple man <laughs> back when life was simple it did make me think though that uh clip that we uh just. Quickly played was from uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom um, performance that they did. They're calling it a reunion, but I guess we'll we'll talk about the merits of that in a second. But they're calling it a reunion show that the good folks at Spotify were able to put on with their I think it was like a rap caviar like playlist or what, whatever they turned into like a an, almost like a national like touring type of engagement. And uh, they also had ASAP who some argue is like the heirs to that whole Harlem you know Harlem wave that they were bringing Uh, but uh, man it was it was just good to hear a room full of people yelling for Santana Uh, especially when he just lives right right over right over the bridge I don't understand why we haven't heard matter of fact we've spoken about this before and in my old blogging days uh, we I definitely talked about you know why
0: Santana has been missing longer than he should have. He had that project seven years ago and it was fired. Was that Reagan no, no, it wasn't that Reagan there because we never got Reagan era. He had a song with Future Nobody Knows. Uh, that oh, that was, yeah, we still don't know. That was, but, some, but um, but first, it was, was labeled Back issues. to the
1: Crib. What uh, it yeah, was, Back to the Crib yeah. was what's it called because I remember when he came out. Uh, he brought. Did he bring out Chris, or Chris brought him out? I don't remember. But don't know after that, that after that situation that, that Chris Brown um, went through in was that uh, February two thousand nine during like the Grammys time. That fall, the only like powerhouse that I ever went to. Um, so, wow, that's pre Breakfast Club era. Was in like fall oh nine, and Chris. That was like the first I believe like performance that Chris Brown like did that year after the the incident. And um, Joels was poised to, to come back on the scene. And he didn't. But we
0: don't, we don't want to talk about that. He explained the hiatus on Love Hip Hop yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. We, so we,
1: we don't want to talk the about The more important thing
0: is that they back. But, they, they back. A, but a, when we say back. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because 2010, didn't they say, or oh, they had a song, Dipset Back, the song was good. And then they faded to. When they had a run with Flex. Was it a run with Flex? I think the song was by A-Rap Music. It was. But I'm saying I
1: believe that was when like Flex was like orchestrating that and trying to pull that together. But and then again, never- I don't know, like we as a as a community or as a, a culture don't know if that was because um, if the feelings wasn't mutual, if they all wasn't on the same page, we don't really know what was going on or if it was just Bad timing, or just the paperwork. Because I remember they was like trying to get signed as a group, and we're trying to figure it out. And Interscope was involved, and all these different like interested parties were involved, and it just fell through. And then Cam did something with a track, and. I don't know if A-Track promised it, but rumors started circulating again that, you know, what was it? The Fed Fed something. I, I forgot the name. Of it. Federal Reserve. There we go. The Federal Reserve Project was supposed to come, and that was going to have, like, sprinklings of of the other members, and it didn't. And, you know, Tell without- Tell them why you mad, son. You're mad, son. And I'm infuriated. <laughs> like, this, the city, the culture, forget the city. Culture the needs culture, this. the culture needs this. If we want to talk about like we we could talk for days what what Dipset did beyond just clothes, beyond just mixtapes. Like they were an all encompassing one man, man of a group, even down to Jim Jones, who's been the most improved player how Facts. many years in a row? Facts. As indicative by this is you Jim know Jones. his All Yo, my way to alone. church. Product of my environment. Um, pray for rain. Yo, pray for, ra- like... Vampire Life 1, 2, and 3. Bro, the man, besides the tears that he shed on Flex,
0: which were real tears. Those were real tears. Real tears. Real tears. And I'm also, I'm also a super emotional guy, so, like, I... Bring it to the table. I definitely understood where it was coming from in terms of feeling like loyalty got you nowhere. Hey,
1: man, but... It was good to see that he was a part of was it the Rock Nation situation, and I remember that ruffled a few feathers. That caused uh, Cam to get back on his bullshit. <laughs> and get in front of, get, get on IG live and use that platform to. That was a great manage. interview. That was a great interview, man. Yo, you can say whatever you want about the dips, but great don't monologue. say that they give whack interviews or bad you know, good content. Yo, they got good content, man. Yeah. They're probably like second to Ric Flair when it comes to talking shit, yeah. or just talking in general. That's probably why Cam used Ric Flair's
0: sample in that DIA
1: song. It's definitely possible, but salute to Cam. Uh, salutes to Jim, Jim, Jim salutes jewels. to even Freaky Ezekiel. <laughs> the whole dip set <laughs> you know and dip set affiliates all All of those good uh, folks over there. Shooter. Anyway, we really hope that this, this culminates in a project, that we get a project from, from these guys. This, I feel like the culture deserves that. I feel like their careers deserve that. With the exception of Cam, and I heard the program Kalito hasn't really heard the program. So I did. I did. Oh you did? Yeah. You did. That's, That's funny because you didn't you, you didn't talk about it like you did. Maybe but, that was indicative of how you felt about it. It was maybe <laughs>
0: may, maybe. It was it, solid. Or maybe you just it just slipped your mind. I was happy to I was happy to hear a, a camp project, but, but Killer Season and the program, the more I guess they were the more mainstream camp projects lately. To me they weren't as good as the project with him and Burner, Contraband, or the project with him and Bottle. Like, I feel like they were... Guns and Butter? Yeah. Like, listen, every I have physically bought a copy of every Cam album that's ever come out. Physically. A CD, I went to Best Buy, whatever store, and physically bought a CD of every Cam's album. Wow. So, like, I have Cam's entire catalog that he's put out to the public. So, it's not like I don't like his music. I just feel like... The program was solid. There's like three songs in there I played repeatedly and the rest was kind of like, oh, okay. With that said, though, I'm still, like, Cam was almost like Jordans. Even if the Jordans aren't the, the best Jordans that, that ever came out, for those that are hype beasts and Sneaker Fiends, they still going to get them. I love Cam and I feel like we're going to
1: have to revisit the program maybe the next episode. I feel like with all that Cam has given us, all, all the impact and swag that he's brought to the game, League box and such. Exactly, all the different ventures and different, you know, what I'm saying the movie ways percentage. in which that he's utilized his gift and spread it to the world and to the culture. I feel like I owe it a couple more listens, but I'll be honest. I caught an interview where he had said, and I won't sit, cite the the interview, but I definitely did catch like a quick interview where he had said, like, yo, these. I got the impression that these tracks were just in the stash and he just gave it out to the public. Now, the can that I know come home with me, SDE, and don't just say SDE if, if y'all really wasn't like playing SDE like that. Confessions of Fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that Cameron, that Cameron Giles, that Cameron Giles right there, I don't know if he could just put out something like that with the intentions of, like, here's some tracks. For the fans. I don't know. A part of me still wants to believe that, yo, Cam is putting his all into these projects because he knows in good faith this is what we deserve. And Flea Box, you know what I'm saying, are just the icing on the cake, not the cake.
0: He still got the balls. I'm DIA. It What's that? Done no, it all. I no, called the, You the no. one I called. She turned around. I said, I looked at none but of that y'all. that did make me
1: think. If Cam is out here, you know what I'm saying, trying to live his best life, He's in some relationship skirmishes right right at this present time as we're recording this, allegedly. But uh Cam, if he's out here living his best life, and though and that best life includes, you know, movies and things of that age, a 40 plus Cam, what should we really you spoke with Jordan earlier. Should we really be expecting tongue wagging, you know what I'm saying? foul line jumping Cam right now? Should yeah. we? Or should we respect that this man is out here doing movie productions, out here getting this flavor unit money with, with Queen Latifah and other and invested Sha-ken. partners shot yeah. in Shaquan? Salute to the good Jersey people. Should we just be happy for Cam? Should we just be just happy that we getting what we getting, that he's coming out here in, in multicolored
0: jackets? Em- embracing us with his presence? I'm biased because I was just on the way home from the 9 to 5. I was just on a train. I was on the 4 train. Well, well 5 train actually. But uh, watching the, the video for Oh Baby. Pillowcase muffler. While I'm up. Like, she under me just like a muffler. Pillowcase muffler. While I'm up in the cams combination of... Auditory, you know, prowess. it took, it took me everything visuals. not
1: to play that uh that freestyle with the the pink cape, the pink cape waving in the basement, Cam, like he, the, he, the basement freestyle where he's counting money, yeah. the legendary freestyle <laughs>
0: on on uh, yeah, on, yeah, I, I would, I
1: would, he can, right he now. can,
0: so Cam at his right now, I feel like Cam is and like it's Vince Carter, Vince Carter era, he he, he can still put up if he's starting. He can still give you fifteen. He ain't jumping over nobody he ain't anymore. Jumping out the gym no more. But he still can give you. He's still better than most. And Cam, do you think he's? Do you think to me right now if Cam is on cruise control, if Cam went hard, he'd be top three in the city, easily,
1: easily. But that's what I'm saying. Is Cam... like Cam if Cam is. I'm gonna use Cam and Cameron Giles interchangeably because he is the. Sword.
0: If Cam did 10,000 miles, understands all this. Yeah, all the he going no, hard enough though. All those like that was a hard remake. All you all can't play. like yo funny 10,000 like, miles slash. was hard.
2: 10,000.
0: Hold on, acknowledge that. Like, acknowledge that. That was a hard song. Funny. <laughs> that was a hard song. Funny remakes aside, and a great video. If Cam understands that he's smarter sure was than bad. the average rapper, sure was bad.
1: is Cam gonna be giving you? his best or is Cam gonna be giving you what is available to him? So here's the thing, Cam, because he, not for nothing, perfect example, Jimmy's verse on that once upon a time, shout out again to the to the heat makers, arsonists, please, if you're having a GoFundMe or if you need a petition in order for you to executive produce whatever project is lying in the wings for this Diplomat album, please, I will sign it. I'll contribute five dollars and seventy-five cents to it. Just What's let a me zealous, know, a zealous <laughs>
0: celebrity? Michael <white>, Black's <laughs> Just, just let me know, Mr. Politically B. Give me because, five dollars. You bitch ass nigga, five
1: dollars. <laughs> because, uh, yo, I don't, I don't know if there's besides Just Blaze and a cup in a handful of others. Oh shit, uh, Kanye West too. But besides hey, music, ar- arsonist. Besides arsonist, there is less than a handful. There we go. I can, I can. I can show with that. Less than a handful of producers that can, you know, adequately get that sound that that Cam needs in order to do what he does. But with that
0: being said, Jimmy's verse—he went hard. Jimmy Jim went Jim, hard. Jimmy's verse. He went hard. But Jimmy like, putting look, out mad clips and mad freestyles. Jim is here. Bad Jim mixes, is working, and I feel, some I, mad songs. I feel like almost like Jim is the
1: epitome of. Hard work, be town when town. don't work hard. Now, I'm not saying that Cam don't work hard. He records every day that he's breathing and can try on a new pair of kicks. I'm not saying that. But as far as we only, I can only judge, your perception is based on your performance as it comes to me. I can only judge what I hear. I'm sure there's probably like multitudes of fire within his within that hard drive that he has in the crib. But as far as like what I heard off of that once upon a time, The latest track that they that they ushered in in order to help bring back that buzz and solidify that buzz for that Hammerstein ballroom performance this week. I don't don't even think that's a question If Jim. And I know it's not a Jim versus Cam thing. I'm just saying Jim out here is still playing like his effort depends on whether he's going to make the album. Forget a verse. Maybe Jim is that guy. maybe Jim is that guy that's been practicing, just waiting for the chance for I'm... Voltron to form again. So here's the thing. But I've at li- the end of the day, he's been practicing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day,
0: he put it there. I've listened to both Kim and Jim's last few projects. Actually, all of their projects. I listened to literally all of their projects. Right, and I didn't like Kim's album Kill Season. I didn't like Vampire Life 3 or 2 like that. But in between there, there's been Jim Freestyles. like He revamped Cheetah's Prayer. He revamped that. I thought that was cool. Cam got songs like D.I.A., 10,000 Miles. In Pockets, they've had dope tracks. I think if you're judging the entire bodies of work, on the one hand, every song that Cam and Jim make, I don't like. And that's every album. There's always going to be a song or somebody album I don't like, right? But I feel like at their core... They try to tap every part of their fan base, which is good. So I'm happy that Dipset is back. I want to see this album. Please give us Andrew joels joels please. joels please. Bro, give please. us an album with some. Hey, hey. My last point.
1: I saw on uh, Twitter there was debates of you know um, the G unit run versus the the Dipset run. Totally And different. I feel like. It's completely different. It's like apples and oranges, and I feel like you know them. Boys had like the sales, and it was more strategic when it comes yeah, to yeah. when it comes to G Unit and just the way that 50 orchestrated that. <laughs> but if we're talking about if we're talking about the soul of the city, if we're talking about the soul of the tri-state, we built this and city. And as far as like literally we like moving this city, literally moving people in order to like move damn near in unison as far as like dressing and talking and all that type of stuff. The soul of those early 2000s, gotta, it's got to go to the dips, man. It's, it's got to go to the dips. And I'm just hoping that we get more jewels. We don't need 730. That's no shots to Freezy. I'm, I've, I've heard that he is plenty of business ventures where he's good off rap. Jewel's I don't know if we're gonna get Skull Gang again. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure somewhere. John Depp accent. is Nah it, little brother? Oh Ancasa. I'm sure Uncasa is somewhere waiting for you know what I'm saying. Either waiting waiting for the album or waiting for the tickets. After that, I want
0: to see but, and Forty Cal too. And Antongis. I, I want to see everybody, he, everybody he, ever. A Mafia too. I want to see everybody. So you said all those people without J.R. Ryder <laughs> and that Jet Ryder too. Oh, I, I
1: was gonna say you. Not gonna sleep on on the heights, representative. Like, listen, eight minute freestyle,
0: to Halloween freestyle. Listen, but that's enough. That's enough. Dipset is dip set that's as royalty. But enough. Enough. Well, speaking of royalty, though, an album came out. And I know you're super excited uh-huh. about. I'm gonna let you have your your glory with this one.
2: Gay. Okay,
0: hey, <laughs> okay, hey. I, Before I even say two words. Ugh
3: flow grosser than I neck. If this was 95, you would have bought it on cassette. So be careful who you call your connect, huh? Cause these niggas cutthroat, it ain't gotta be Gillette. So shout at to you're rolling. Quiet on the set. Cause my crew will come through and shoot a pilot on your steps. Hold on. Had to take a moment of silence for myself now. Back to the double entendres. Got so many punches, knock a brother unconscious. Couple blonde sandals in pajamas going bonkers.
1: Alright, man. I, I, sorry, I had to cut y'all off. I had to cut y'all off. I, I couldn't let that keep running for the duration of the freestyle. That was Sahi the Prince. I think he could rap. God, man. He could rap. rap. He could rap. He could rap. On his flex freestyle. Yo, before I say anything else, yo, if nothing else... Respect that man for the consistently fact that rapping. for consistently rapping and man himself, and for respecting your attention. A lot of these guys will do these promo runs and answer in the same uninterested, With the same freestyle, unenthusiastic, tired freestyles that they know they wouldn't even dare put on an album. And Sahai, so like I've pretty much listened to almost every like promo, like. Uh, Interview spot that he's done, and it's a different set of bars for each interview. (laughs) He came out to crack. Yo, name all the. I don't know if we name anybody. I don't know. Name anybody. Radio stations like that anymore. But if you pay attention to any radio stations, or if you're one of those those few that actually like listen to those types of things, I've I've heard. You know, talk about, you know, as far as like freestyles that people care about, that are impacting and blah, 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 like the early 2000s that we was just talking about in the last segment. Yo, know, High literally brings it to whomever it is, to whichever broadcaster, whichever satellite, terrestrial radio, wh- whoever it is. He's bringing them bars for it, to let you know, like, yo, I got a new album. I know, you know, that I write for Kanye. I believe like today is, what, uh, the 70th anniversary of uh, my dark, twisted, beautiful fantasy, dark fantasy,
0: yeah, um, which is great, but he's here. And it ties into support what you like. Don't complain yes. about what's not happening. Yes. Support yes. what you like. This man can rap. If you're into this kind of rap, stuff- but And it's like, okay,
1: okay. I can understand that the man can rap because this is coming from, all right, I have to admit, I was a big Papoose fan in 2007.
0: I walk around with no ID. I, I got warrants.
1: See, I I got self-respect, so I wasn't gonna spit those.
0: Listen, warrants. but I got I still the got law library, in my
1: basement, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I respected all that. I had hustle hard as as a ringtone on my next cell phone. But that's
0: yeah, you got I, a slow what? grind true. I'm y'all, on my grind, but now I'm on your grind too. But, but y'all not gonna judge me, and I appreciate <laughs> y'all. <feeling. laughs> you gonna judge me? I don't care. Yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> somebody asked you. But with that being said, with that being said, ah hi. This is for those Black History um, supporters that he drops, what is it, like every February. This is for those Jack of All Trades mixtape supporters that he drops, you know, every now and then. This is literally for those that is just like, yo, we appreciate what you do for Ye and with Ye, but we need more of outside of what you contribute. And he came with that honestly don't even know like what's I'll decide it by the end of the segment but I don't even know which song to play off of the new album (laughs) because I, (laughs) I, I genuinely feel No Dope on Sundays is like one of those projects that needs to be played like in full It has a theme. It has the storytelling. It has the bars. It has the songs. Has the not just songs, not just tracks, but song making ability that people care about, bro. Like Jagged Edge is out here in twenty seventeen crooning about police brutality on a track. Like,
0: see, first of all,
1: no, 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 nope. see, no, uh, no, no, nope.
0: no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is I have a very, very, very deep appreciation for those that understand, one, that my time is not to be wasted or the, the typical fans time is not to be wasted. And two, that this opportunity that you have for this time. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, but at least be like inventive
0: or creative with it. And that goes back to the uh, point. Support what you like, and people pay nowadays with their time. Right?
1: And that that so is the
0: commodity. Both, that is, both of those. If you That's what we barter with now. Stop like, complaining about the Molly, Pill, the Zan rappers. If you don't even buy the Rhapsody Saha. Whoever you, whoever whoever, you like, whoever it is whoever, whoever it is it that is. you like, and buy, please, buy and the please project. Feel free, please feel free when you speak to either one of
1: us or comment or whatever form that you use for feedback, your favorite rapper. Yeah. Your favorite rapper or who you feel, whether it be underground,
0: whether it be somebody that's not acknowledged yet, slept on, whatever whatever it is. Hey, don't send me a free link to download nobody's album. I don't download albums. Uh, yes, but... I download them offline. I, I'll put you on that title
1: offline quick. If I yeah, well, it. that's that's but, different. That's different. <laughs> but yes, uh, no zip files. We, yeah, we, we, <laughs> we don't do that. You. No zip files. No, what was it? R A R, rar files. No, no, none of that. No, None of that. But back to Saha, man. No dope on Sundays. He's no longer with Death Jam, which is ironic. Because uh what was it last episode we was talking about Big Crit? We ain't forget about Big Crit either, but maybe we'll talk about it more on the next episode. But uh both are no longer on uh Def Jam, but uh Saha still making still making good music, but with a Sony check. And I I don't even know which like bars st- I don't even know which bars st- to to quote, honestly. But you got the storytelling match with Trap drums, or you know that boom bap sound, or there's several beat flips. Like I don't, yo, there's a Lex Luger. Yes, Lex Luger. For those of you who remember Lex Luger, Ooh. and I go hard. In the, matter of fact, I think I'm big. Me, matter of fact, MC Hemp. Matter of fact, if you remember Lex Luger in the early like 2010, what Yo, just a teen. What was he like? A teenager out here, just trying to get his money like everybody else from the south. I get it. I understand it. I applaud it. I think Kanye like used him for for like some from drums and stuff like that because he had like the the soup du jour of the moment with his drums. Everybody wanted. That means super the day, by the way. Everybody wanted his. <laughs> everybody wanted his <laughs> drums and his sounds and jour And he got that. And then for some reason, I do remember reading. Or like hearing an interview him talking about like yo people just wanted like those blowing money fast and those other type of sounds that like he was being known for and wasn't allowing him to experiment. Well, I say all that to say he's on production credits, track credits in 2017. I didn't think I was going to see him again. Everybody has their time, and I thought his time it came and gone. But even he is contributing to this album, like. I'll just say all that to say, like, I ain't going to out here, like, scream, like, this is a sonic masterpiece, but I will say, like, this was just a, a good body of work. That's it. That's all. That's all. You, you, I got You going to hit him with something? All right. Matter of fact, you know what? Little, all little right. something, something, All right, all right. All right. <laughs> no dope on Sundays. Listen for yourself. But in the meantime, listen to this.
3: This flow deserving Kevin Louds. This shit can't help but touch you like a pedophile My people say I stressed them out, so I left the house Now I'm running the streets with some Detroit players Running laps around you niggas, I'm on my seventh mile A special child with some things I need to reconcile So Dale Young, got my rap name from selling loud Cause I high, got a ring to it like a wedding vow I grew up stealing money out my mama's purse I'm buying everything I promised her. She don't want nothing else on this earth but see her son in church. But just the night before, we was robbing and running work. All the onion first, so nothing more than a hundred worth. rather under the undershirt if you want to lurk. Had money on my head. Some niggas want to murk. I used to roll my tummy like my stomach Ooh. All right. Ooh.
1: That's
0: that's, that's, enough. that's enough. That's that close your eyes and that's, just that's zone out type of music. That's enough. And I think, speaking of up and coming, we got to get to our... Well, my favorite topic, that's the Emerging Artist. We're not calling it Struggle, it's Emerging. Emerging. And this week, we got a couple of different tracks. I'm going to play mine first. This is from a Billy Young featuring C.V., Benji, Shizzy, and Johnny Cashflow and Super High. Score on go. The first episode, I may have hummed the lyrics a little bit, semi-struggly. But I'm going to play a quick verse from it. And my guy here, Mr. Prolific, is going to play another... Emerging artist, and y'all can comment on which song y'all think has the better potential to become the next song that you would actually play. Or, scratch all that, of the two, which one would you rather play? I'm going to jump right into it.
4: Here we on go I'm just here to let him know I'm just on it for the smoke Walkin' in let it go I am it, I'm on the road Niggas get a cuss of they found I'm out of road I'm guessing he ain't paid I'm Tell us here we on go Free the bros, feed the bros Touch your money, never solve See no, see none. I walk in this rock a pelican Whip game on elephant Wrist game on heroin Dick game on heaven Smack a bitch before she damage it i rig Rick James off heroin Rick James off heroin Rick James off heroin Fuck all the makes you sold Handle your business, you told Real niggas in the hole They ain't never coming home You ain't never killing soul Get your devil for the low. Pressure on the road, love you niggas want smoke. Yeah. I ain't met 'em on the road, yeah. niggas get old. Yeah. they old. Heard they found him by the road, no. I'm guessing he ain't better a toll. You ain't never kill a soul, yeah. No, you hating 'cause you old. Yeah. Handle business on the road, oh. I put you with nobody knows. No. I ain't looking for no, no help, I can do it by myself. My Take the cars I was dealt, hundred large on the bill. bill. Parked away by myself, caught the waves with the for hell. hell. Put your niggas on the shelf. The shelf. Might have
0: so that was a billion on go featuring CB, Benji Shizzy Johnny Cashflow and Super High. Shout out to Brooklyn. Shout out to the Ville. Shout out to the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> you all All right. So, <laughs> so with that being, so I guess
1: uh I guess it's my turn. Um. So here we go. Uh. This is from Dublin. From um, Wisconsin. From Connecticut. <laughs> Stanford, Connecticut, to be specific, um, and it's shooting big up Stanford.
0: This, homi- this, this homicide, Hall food, this pissed away
1: It's small town, big dreams is a project. This is called watching me. <laughs> yeah.
2: They watching me. They watch me, they watch me. From getting money, they watch me. Yeah. Fucking hoes, they watch me. Yeah. Now we're going in so hard. So no, it ain't no stopping me. Yeah. I money everywhere we go. So they love me everywhere I know. I know. Baby, promise we gon' make it one day. One day. I put that on everything I love. Baby, they watching me, they watching me. watch me. Stay watching Everybody me. stay watching me, they watching me. Yeah. Uh, so I can't go, no key yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh-uh. pray for my niggas that's laying this step. Okay. Pray for my niggas, Lord, all of my niggas lost most of my niggas to gel in the strip. Okay. Life is a blessing, but still it's a bitch. No still on the low, I'm a subdo no my nigga. Control. These nigga fakers, and I ain't no hater. Put that on my soul, they can't fuck with my niggas. Some young end niggas from the red, spitting that shit. shit. I'm a young king like Tip. I was trying to get a little name, name. get it like name. name. Goody in the mob like get. Yeah. Young niggas singing to these bitches like Prince. Right. No purple rain in my styrofoam, no. Okay. She love to sing on my microphone, no. She hit me to hit it on Dodger Hoes. I've been fucked up, this my come up. See, I'm popping now like my guns up. She popping out like she working magic. She dropping low like them ones up. And I get it, niggas playing games, you ain't winning. The niggas run game like scrimmage, and you ain't got time. I said, what's a dollar to a dime? She like, what's an hour to a minute? Girl, i been fucked up, this my come up. And these niggas still mad that I'm funny. All that real shit that I be speaking sound foreign. I just know the job will feels that nigga like an orange. These niggas still talking like hoes now, but the streets watching, they honest. But she told me that she don't give a fuck. Why? Cause can't nobody do it like long. That's me like damn <laughs> They watching me, they watch me. me. They watch me. They watching me, stay watching me. From getting money, they watchin' me up. Yeah. Fuckin' hoes, they watchin' me yeah. Now we're going in so hard. So know it ain't no stopping me. Yeah. I'm me money everywhere we go. So they love me everywhere I know. I know. Baby promise we gon' make it one day. one day. I put that on everything I love. I love. Baby, they watching me. All
1: right, so that's Dublin, uh, small town, Big Dreams, coming out of Stanford, Connecticut. Um, shout out to Southend.
0: Yeah, just do us a favor. You know, if you comment one, both, you like both, you like one or the other. Shout out to Dublin, Abillion, and everybody else trying to make it in this hit thing. Oh, music, music! Wow, salute to your um <laughs> But that brings us to our uh, favorite combined segment, the Queen Salute. Ayy. A lot happened this week. I mean, I'm gonna throw a quick salute to Shante for her uh, her advertisements and new single. I don't know what it's called, but her advertisements. Oh,
1: that's right, I did possibly make a casual passing comment in regards to Murder, Inc. artists and, you know, if they've been making music since. Um, so she shout, out, shout out to Ashanti. She, heard, she me, heard me and she responded with a track with Ty Dallas Sign. I love Beach House 3.
0: Love Beach House Tremendous. 3. Tremendous. Um, Big water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... Kudos to her on her new track, and I wish her all the best. Keep doing what you do. So this week's uh, Queen Salute is going to be kind of like a, a Hollywood uh, roll call, shall we say. Because it's it's more than just one. It's more than just two. But we're going to try and get to everybody and, and make sure everybody gets to just do. Damn. So uh, first and foremost, uh, rest in peace to Della Reese. If you can remember her incredible fight scene with legendary Eddie Murphy and, nights. and Harlem Nights. And I most know her for uh Touch by an Angels, probably like one of the only shows besides like ER and having to be tortured with HGTV as far as like watching programs with my mother. Um so we definitely used to watch uh Touch by an Angel together. So I definitely always uh knew of Delores Reese as far as like, you know, growing up and stuff like that. Um so it's to that queen, salute so to that sister. And um next we got De Reese, co screenplay writer and director of Mudbound, the new Netflix film that's also being like featured in select theaters. Um she is the director behind Pariah, which she also wrote, and Bessie Davis. Um, which starred Queen Latifa on HBO. Um, she's a NYU grad student of uh, Spike Lee, legendary Spike Lee, who also has a uh, what is it she's got to have it the, the film the film to series adaptation on Netflix. But um, that comes out to that comes out uh, like soon 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 soon. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving Day. November, what is that, 24th or
2: 23rd?
1: 23rd? 23rd. 23rd, yeah. Okay. And um, she worked on, D. Reese worked on um, Spike Lee's The Levee's Project and Inside Man as a grad student. And she directed the incredible film Mudbound, which I suggest you all see. You all see um, Mary J. Blige, who's next up in the roll call. She gave an incredible performance as... Jason, was it Mizell or Jason Mitchell? There we go. Jason Mitchell, I believe, uh, from, you may know him as Easy e from uh, Straight Outta Compton. He gave an incredible performance. This Mizell. Mizell, there yeah. we go. Oops. Forgive okay. me, Jason. Um, Mudbound is a period piece about 1940s, 1940s South, and post-World War II. Um, so you have two separate families and how their lives intersect as being participating like members of a farm community um, and just the things that happen and the circumstances and, and scenarios that come with being, you know, a part of a racist town in the South. Mary J. Blige was the mother of, of Jason Mizell And she did an incredible job. I honestly think she definitely can change lanes into into acting as a new career. Um, Obviously, the music will always be there. And I've heard her express it herself. I haven't seen... I grew up with Mary, obviously, besides what's the 411 and all those different productions. But I remember seeing Mary with the black scarf in front of a burning car, Doing what she does best, and I think no, this, <laughs> I'm not right. gonna cry. There's a reason why Do I didn't not play any sound clips from that the song or that video. But I remember that vivid imagery, and yo, not for nothing, Mary J. If you want to go two steps beyond, like you know the the breakup body that you might catch on IG when people, you know are going through a breakup and and trying to show that they're living their best life and their best self and they're trying to face forward and do what they need to do for themselves and sometimes for their family, i.e. kid. Man, like I I it, it's tough for me to say that that it pales in comparison, honestly. Who it do you prefer? It pales in comparison. Sad to you know, what I'm saying like you putting your chin up high and saying, "Yo, forget to break a breakup body. I'm gonna give you a breakup career." Can do. I know you're in a corner somewhere, like curled up in the fetal position, crying, just waiting on them checks. <laughs> but Lord, yo, Ma- yo, Mary, we don't know that. Mary, yo, Mary, we don't know that. <laughs> Mary came out here and showed y'all. Like I, matter of fact, the, the future is bright for Mary, and I don't even need to speak on it further. Amazing job. Tara Duncan, Elaine Eskridge, and Pauline Fisher are to, to wrap up the segment are three uh, women who worked uh, who worked at Netflix. Pauline Fisher fortunately has moved on from Netflix and is doing her own business development consultancy firm. But these three women, two of which are, I believe, under 40, help champion and bring projects such as Spike Lee's She's Gotta Have It series adaptation to life, which again comes out Thursday, 1123. Thursday, 1123, Thanksgiving Day, if you choose to binge. And I just had to salute those three sisters because short and simple, queens such as these women are high-ranking officials within that Netflix world that a lot of us have been migrating to and don't even pay attention as much to regular series programming and got Mona, you know, Mona Scott Young on her heels, on her heels. And the temperature's hot right now. And I, I know Mona's chilling. I know uh, Shauna's chilling. Shauna's brought, is bringing work over to Netflix. I
0: just want you to win, live.
1: I know there's a lot of, <laughs> I know there's a lot of interest within uh, Netflix, and that's the only reason why I'm kind of not gonna, you know, speak down on them for for raising the the price on me every month. But I know that they bring the best content that they can bring in with women such as these, women of color, black women specifically, in their rankings. I know. To trust black women, and it's through black women that we're able to get some of the programming that we actually care about. It'd be the same women like these that be giving people like Marcus Houston and others a job Up when they the want to when they want to be acting. No, he's not singing. <laughs> he's acting, and, and others. You know, when it comes to original projects and original films. And that was a good song, by the way. And most importantly, in this current climate that is exposing a lot of your faves as problematic predators, women such as these are qualified, but yet pose a real easy solution to fixing the culture behind our favorite entertainment productions. Trust black women, trust black women, employ black women, listen to black women, protect our black women. Cuff a black woman. Trust our black women, protect our black women. And please, please listen to black women, and that's all I got for the salute. But also, salute. don't that forget was a that
0: long queen salute. But it was well deserved. It was, but don't forget that Marvin Houston and Joe Button had a banger with that up in the club. You're not gonna minimize oh, that. And nobody's minimizing it, but it doesn't deserve in this segment. Thank you to those queens. Chat, listen, I'm a big proponent of black women. They're tremendous, big hearts, big talent, huge, big talent. Uh, you need Trump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yo, know, you know what's funny is that I can't say the word tremendous anymore without somebody thinking I'm Trumping. That's crazy. I am, but still, <laughs> yo, know, it's a key phrase. It is, but listen, we appreciate y'all for rocking out with us. This episode four. Enjoy y'all, um, natives' day. Remember, the sides are more important than the entree. Not in real life. But with respect to this food, and my final thought is, judge a person by the potato salad and by the, the mac and cheese, over and out. Oh, damn. That's a good one. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> you about the freestyle? Nah. <laughs> you about the freestyle? Man's not hot. No. Nah, um... Yeah, that's – nah, you you good. You good. I ain't got – All right, over and now. Check us out, www.sturberbros.com for our latest article on Meek. And then www.sturberbros.com forward slash podcast. Check out this episode. Over and out.